0: Well, good morning. I want to uh, welcome you and I want to invite the families that are going to be doing our reading today to come up to these tables. If you guys will just come on up right now, walk on up here. While they're walking up here, I'll tell you what we've been doing. We've been studying Isaiah chapter 9 verses 1 through 7. And this is the scripture that says that a, da- uh, a great light has come and, and that uh, a child is given. And so two weeks ago we talked about the light that shines in, in the darkness. And then this week we talked about, last week we talked about giving the light. And this week we're going to talk about reflect. That we want to reflect the light that is the most important thing as far as the Christmas time is the light of the world. That's Jesus Christ came to this world. And he is the light. So as these guys get set, I'll just tell you, they're going to read, each family is going to read one verse, and they're going to they're be uh, lighting these candles as we set the mood kind of for our whole service today. And Isaiah chapter 9 was written during a time, and I will tell you this, it was a very, very dark time in the history of Israel, sort of like that. It was a dark time and it was a time when the people felt like it was despair and it was gloom. Things were just seemed to be getting darker and darker in Israel. And so the book of Isaiah was written and he wrote this to try to say we have a good God and we have a good future. Some of you. You may be living your life this year, and it may have been a very dark year. You may be living during a very dark time. It may feel a little bit like what it is right here. And you may be needed to be here today for this reason. You may have needed to know. You may have needed to know that the light has shone in the darkness.
1: Nevertheless, there will be no more gloom for those who are in distress. In the past, he humbled the land of Zebulun and the land of Naphtali. But in the future, he will honor Galilee of the Gentiles by the way of the sea along the Jordan.
2: The people walking in darkness have seen a great light. On those living in the land of the shadow of death, a light has dawned.
3: You have enlarged the nations, and they increase the joy that they rejoice before you, and the people rejoice at all of the harvest of all the warriors, and rejoicing when you dividing and plumping.
4: You will break the yoke that burdens them, the bar that is uh, across their shoulders, and the stick used by their oppressor as you did in the battle against Midian. For every warrior's sandal from the noisy battle and garments rolled in blood will be used for burning and fuel for fire.
2: For To us a child is born, to us a son is given, and the government will be on his shoulders, and he will be called Wonderful Counselor, Mighty God, Everlasting Father, Prince of Peace.
1: Of the increase of his government and peace there will be no end, upon the throne of David and over his kingdom to order it and to establish it with judgment and justice. From that time forward, even forever, the zeal of the Lord of hosts will perform this.
4: All
0: right, that ought to make church interesting for all you parents, right? Enjoy that, Jensen. All right, you guys have a good time. Well, how about this? Merry Christmas. Feels good to say that. To me, it does. And uh, quite honestly, you can see here at Gateway, we try to keep Christ as the center of this season of the year. And I know not everybody appreciates that, but that's what we choose to do and try to do here. I like the story that, well, not the story. It's actually a picture, and a bunch of you have probably seen it because it's been popular on uh, email and on Facebook. But it is a picture of, uh, by the way, thanks, J.E. Great job, great job. Yeah, good job. Way to go, kids. I like the picture that I saw. It it was a, a tree lot. Some of you have seen this already. It was a tree lot, and it said... Christmas trees, $5 per foot. Oh, that's pretty good. That's not a bad price. And then it said, holiday trees, $10 per foot. Merry Christmas. <laughs> I like that a lot. I thought that was a great little sign. I don't know if it's a real place or not, but I like that guy's sense of humor or that girl's sense of humor. It's a time of year, as, as uh, Gary said, that we give gifts and get gifts. And I like the story that I heard about the little boy, Christmas time. He went to say his prayers, headed up, up the stairs uh, to his bed, knelt down beside his mom saying his prayers. His grandmother stayed downstairs, and he prayed the prayer, God, it's Christmas time, please let me get a toy truck. God, please get me. let me get a toy train. And God, please let me get... A new bicycle! He yelled at the top of his lungs, you know. And his mom said, oh, honey, honey, you don't have to yell. God is not deaf. And he said, I-, I know God's not deaf, but Grandma is. So, well, I do hope that you get, I hope you get something that is meaningful and something that you want at Christmas this year. But I, I, honestly, I mean, the reason we're doing all of this is, is to say God hopes what you get is the light this season, that you get the light of the world. That's the most important thing that you and I could have this year, is to get the light of the world. I think that some people in our church have had a season or, or a year or maybe more than a year, and maybe some of you that are visiting, I know there's a lot of you visiting from out of town, and you're here on Christmas holiday, and you thought, let's go to church this morning, and maybe God brought you here because actually it's been a real dark time. And maybe you just needed to hear this morning to be reminded from Isaiah 9 about the light of the world. Maybe you just needed today to hear me say, God is not deaf. God knows what's going on in your life. He cares and he understands. And amazingly, he's right there. He's right there with you. But it is hard to understand because how is God with us? When when our life is dark, when things are difficult to see our next step, how is God with us? Think back in the time of Isaiah when he wrote this this book, Isaiah chapter 9, and these verses 1 through 7. That was a dark, dark time in their history. And so how? How? How will people who are walking in darkness, as the scripture says, or living in the land of darkness, as the scriptures say, how will they see this light? How will they know that the the dawn has come and it shines down into their life? How will they know that? As the scripture talks about in Isaiah, what about the people in despair? The people who are depressed. How will they find joy? How are they going to find any joy? How will they know that their lives can grow good things again even though their lives seem so withered right now? And what about people who are fighting with addictions? People who are fighting with huge burdens on your family right now? What about people who are oppressed by others right now? How will they ever have a time in their life that they will know that the battles in their life can be won? Because the light has come. How? How will they ever know that there doesn't have to be anger and fighting, but there can actually be rest? How will any of those people, and how, by the way, will any of us, how will we know about this light? How will we be able to embrace this child that we remember during this time of the year that Luke wrote about and Matthew wrote about and that the prophets promised? How will we be able to embrace the gift of this child? How will we be able to fully understand that he is this great counselor that Isaiah talks about? He is an almighty God. He is an everlasting Father. He is the Prince of Peace. How? How will we ever experience this? How? Indeed, Believe it or not, for some people who are walking in darkness, their greatest chance of ever seeing and understanding the light of the world, listen to me close, their greatest chance is you. You are their greatest chance for people walking in darkness that they might ever see this light that we're talking about this morning that Isaiah wrote about thousands of years ago. Because every time that you speak a word that's kind, every time that you open up your hands and share a gift of money or or time, every time that you lend a listening ear even to someone who doesn't deserve it, every time that your heart of compassion is opened to others, every time that there's a gesture of love or mercy, or forgiveness. Every time that you bite your tongue when the person doesn't deserve it, but you bite your tongue and and you don't give them what you want, but you instead give them something encouraging. Every time you make any kind of sacrifice, any sacrifice, it reflects something. And I'm here today to tell you that what it reflects is the light of the world. That's what you reflect. Jesus is the light of the world, but you reflect that. Second Corinthians chapter three, verse 18 says it this way: "We Christians have no veil over our faces. He's talking about Moses. His, he was reflecting glory, and he had to cover his face, and he says, "We don't do that. We don't cover over our faces. We can be mirrors that brightly reflect the glory of the Lord." And as the Spirit of the Lord works within us, we become more and more like Him. You are a mirror that reflects the glory of God. And I want you to understand this this is not a lesson that's saying to you, you should be a mirror, you ought to reflect God. You need to work harder to be the light of the world. That's not what this lesson is. This lesson is a reminder to all of you who follow Christ to say this. You are reflecting Christ. So keep going the way you're going. You are the light of the world. So keep shining the way you're shining. Let me give you an example. This last week, on Wednesday, we all gathered here to have some of Jimmy Bradburn's brisket. And boy, was it ever good. And we had a great time. And I've told you many times before if you're missing out on Wednesday, peak of the week, you're missing the best thing going on at Gateway uh, that, that we have to offer or that we participate in or we do together. Peak of the week. And so we had a great meal together. But was it just a great meal and a short little church lesson? I watched on Wednesday night and I just saw. I saw you guys laughing together. I saw you sharing life together. I saw a couple of people praying together. I. I, I, I don't want to exaggerate. I'm not sure that I saw a tear, but I know there are times we shed some tears together. I saw some people that were visiting from out of town, and you just, you just embraced them. I saw some people that were visiting from in town, and they're different than you are. But I, I literally saw some of you hugging those people. We had some visitors who've come back who haven't been here in a long time, and you made them feel welcome. Did it really make any difference? We spent an hour and a half here together. Did you really reflect anything? Did it make any difference at all? I didn't ask for permission, but I hope it's okay. I want to share with you a text that, that uh, Vicki Cordova sent me. Vicki brought a friend with her, and her name was Lariana. I believe she's a high school student. And, and Lariana, like the rest of us, has made some mistakes. Maybe she's gone to church before. I don't know whether she's ever been or not. But you know what she told Vicky when she left? I want to quote the exact words she said. Vicki, people at your church are so nice. And they don't even judge. Vicky sent me this text. I am so thankful for the way this church allows God to love through them. That's the reflection that we're talking about. That's the mirror. And then she finished the text with this. The love of god cannot be stopped amen and and we are a part of not stopping it but it going on and on and on because jesus is the light but you reflect so keep shining keep reflecting because there are orphans that need to know about a good father there are addicts and they need to know god's love so that they can meet the mighty god who can change their life There are divorcees, and you know what? They need an extension of a family that will embrace them and love them in the midst of hurt. And there are people who just don't know Jesus. There are people who just don't know Christ. And those people need you to counsel them and pray them into the light. And that's what you're doing. And I want to encourage you to keep doing it. We're going to finish my time with you today by watching a video that we made this week. Four people from Gateway who are saying to you, these are people who reflected Christ in my life, and it made all the difference. May you be encouraged to keep reflecting Christ as you watch these testimonies.
3: my name is Jim Pillow I want to tell you about a person who reflects the light of Christ that person's name is John Pillow, my father in Matthew 5 and 14 Christ says that we are the light of the world and every time I I hear that uh, verse I think about my father he was truly a light for Christ I'm very very proud of my father He, he had a great influence on my life. My father served as an elder for 30-35 years in our church in in Texas. He loved the church and I would say that the church was the center of his life. And he taught me some valuable lessons about life. I went to him one time and I said, Pop, we called him Pop. There was uh, five kids and we all called him Pop. I said, I I need to raise Bob, I'm not making it on what you're paying me. And he was from the old school, so he put his hands together and sat there and thought about it and thought about it. And I kept waiting for an answer. And he finally looked up and said, you know, son, if you can't take care of a little, you sure can't take care of a lot. Anyway, I, I didn't get the raise. Some things he taught me about life, that we would have uh, challenges and uh, setbacks and, and even failures. And that didn't bother him because he knew they were coming because he, he had experienced them. Um, he lived through the Great Depression. He's making a dollar a day. He knew what tough times were all about. After Leslie and I were married and had our kids, Billy and Jeremiah, he gave us some instructions, some guidelines to follow, and they all came from God's Word. And it was something like this. He wanted us to, to love God, to walk with God. Go to church, be part of the, uh, uh, of the church. Uh, teach class, uh, help those that were struggling. Uh, he wanted us to teach our kids about Christ, about God. Uh, he wanted us to, to love our family above, above all else and to honor our name and to never do anything that would bring reproach against the church or our families. In other words, he wanted us to live a godly life my dad also taught us to be generous, to be kind, to help those who were in need, uh, to be considerate and giving. And he said there was always someone that needed help, and when you see that, to take care of it and, and do something about it to help that person. My dad served on the board of Lubbock Christian University. He was uh, the mayor of our little town. Uh, he was on the school board, but that didn't impress him. He simply wanted to help uh, the community. and. Uh, the kids get an education and to learn about God. Um, He was a very humble man and that's what impressed me about my father. I really thought he walked the water. Um, He was just a great, awesome leader in our church, in the community, and in our family. Um, He loved our kids, he loved our grandkids, he was a a man for Christ. And his life uh, revealed that every day that he lived. And I, I really love my father and I'm proud of him and uh, I hope that my life will reflect his as he reflected Christ. John Pittle reflects the light of our everlasting Father.
1: Hi, my name is Heather Beauchamp and I want to tell you about some people that reflect the light of Christ. Those people's names are William Rodkey, Vicky Cordova, and Terry Sanchez. Uh, a couple of years ago I was a really bad drug addict um, and it landed me in some trouble and uh, before I before I went to jail uh, my boyfriend at the time William Rodkey was bringing me to church and trying to get me converted over to Christianity and uh, I was resisting and uh, because of my addiction and I, I even wrote we, we had a book we wrote together and I even uh, wrote to him that in the book that I was in possibly need of six months of an institution to get better and that uh, I still had to figure out the God thing. Well, after I went to jail, uh, some people in the jail told me, go to church, go to church, it's a way to get out of the pod. So, reluctantly, I went to these church groups and there was one, there was one person in particular, Kateri Sanchez, and she did Celebrate Recovery and uh, she reflected the light of God, the light of Christ, just in her whole personality and her whole story about how she recovered from addiction, and it was um, it was very fascinating to me. Uh, her her light drew me into it. And uh, over the six months that I was in jail, um, I was visited by by people from this church. Um, uh, Pastor John brought uh, Mac McDougall and uh, Vicky Cordova came and visited me. And through these people, uh, I was drawn even closer in, into Christ because of their devotion and, and their actions and the way they treated me and the way they didn't judge me and the way they wanted to help me. And I just, I'm really grateful to this day for it. But Just in the general actions and the personalities and the way that they they lived their life and the way that they wanted to be a part of my life. and they wanted to help me, uh, really changed my life. Um, I am now over two years clean and sober, so because of all of these people, and uh, that is how these people reflected the light of our Almighty God.
4: Hi, my name is James. I want to tell you about a family that reflects the light of Christ. What does it mean that Jesus is the Prince of Peace? The deep foundational meaning of peace is the spiritual harmony brought about by an individual's restoration with God. Because of Christ's sacrifice, we are restored to a relationship of peace with God. This is a deep abiding peace between our hearts and our Creator that cannot be taken away. And the ultimate fulfillment of Christ's work as Prince of Peace. Peace is a result of the Holy Spirit working in the life of a believer. It is a reflection of his presence in us. His peace is reflected with a family that has hugged me so tight over the last months. Nell and her cards and phone calls. Andy and his friendship of over 40 years. Rick and his counsel. Greg and Cindy, with wise words and hospitality. John, Amy, Josh, and Raina, a family full of Jesus. Every single member of Gateway has reflected his peace on me. Peace doesn't mean easy. Jesus never promised easy. He only promised help, and we are the reflection of his help. I've hitched my dream wagon to the Prince of Peace.
2: Sarah, and I would like to tell you about a person who reflects the light of Christ. Uh, that person's name is Glinda Lindenberger. Um, I met Glinda about 10 years or so ago and she immediately zeroed in on me it seems like. Uh, she um, became a counselor in my life or she counseled me and um, I too gravitated towards her Almost immediately, there was just something about her that I knew she was someone that I wanted to know and wanted to uh, uh, be a part of uh, her life. And um, when I first started calling on her, uh, she always made time for me. Uh, She was never too busy, Um, she always listened with an open heart she always prayed for me and with me, and that to me is, you know, the light of Christ shining through one person into another person's life, Uh, because she hardly knew me in those early days, and she just always was there. In the years uh, since uh, that early time in our, in our or in the development of our friendship. She's continued to be a major part of my life, and she's continued to counsel me, not just uh, on um, life matters, but on spiritual matters now as well. And uh, she probably got way more than she bargained with in taking me on as friend because <laughs> I have unloaded on her more times than she probably wants to remember. Uh, but here again, I think that that is what the light of Christ is. Uh, someone who is willing to, uh, to set time aside for someone that they don't know and that is willing to take them under their wing. And that is what Glenda did for me. And um, so just in closing, I believe that Glenda really does reflect uh, the light of our wonderful counselor uh, in this world.